you know, I kind of like living behind this keyboard where I don't have to mix with people and they're oftentimes superficial conversations. You know, I've often said that I'm incapable of small talk. Strange thing is, I also draw huge satisfaction from helping people. Hook me into any situation where my special superpowers can help and I'm all in till the bitter end. I can't help myself. Hey, it's Peter and welcome to On Your Terms, a show all about personal reinvention based on meaningful work, autonomy and living a happier, more intentional life. Ultimately, it's all about filling your backpack with whatever's missing so you can go and climb your mountain where the climb is just as exciting as the peak. Yes, I've changed the name of the podcast from Midlife Mastery to On Your Terms. The reason I've done this is, well, there are a lot of things that I want to talk about on this show that apply just as much to someone in their early 30s as someone in their 50s. And since the premise behind the podcast and the website has always been that of reinvention, of living with intention rather than by circumstance, the name change seems logical. Let me know what you think in the comments at midlifetribe.com slash 51 or write to me anytime at peter at midlifetribe.com. Okay, on with the rest of the episode. One thing blogging does for you over time is it conditions you to put your best self out there in the service of others, even if it's only to say, look, I'm just as messed up as you are. It also teaches you that no matter how insignificant you think you are, chances are there are people out there who can benefit from your experience and your perspective on this little adventure that we call life. It's taken me a long time to figure out how I can serve my little corner of the universe, and even longer to realise that I'm starting to make a difference in some people's lives, not many, but some. Well, Melbourne girl Tanya Dalton knows this journey well, and like most who commit to sharing their lives out in the open, she's overcoming old beliefs that don't serve her bigger picture. To look at her images on Instagram, it's easy to think that she has it all figured out. Yet, as you'll discover, it hasn't all been lycra and unicorns for Tanya, and she's still figuring things out as she goes. But that, as I'm discovering, is the very best way to live, to treat life as a constant stream of experiments. Tanya's going to be 50 in September, which is remarkable when you look at her. I mean, my mum sure as hell didn't look like this when she hit her half century. When Tanya's father died at 47, she enrolled in her first fitness course and she went on to study every course in the fitness industry for the next five years. Later, she became a fitness trainer at 25 and she worked part-time in a gym. Throughout her 20 years in law, her passion remained health and fitness. It was always in the background, but she never had the courage to give up her day job to pursue it fully. When her second child was born, she ditched office work to become a full-time mum, running morning and evening boot camps and other group fitness sessions. This year, she's taking a year-long break to train for a full Ironman triathlon and explore the possibility of creating an online fitness and health resource for midlife people. This is her self-discovery experimental year. Because she didn't travel when she was younger, it figures prominently now, whether it's camping a few hours from home or exploring new countries. She spends around three months a year away from home, and a very cool tradition that she started five years ago is to celebrate her birthday in a new place each year, and this time it's Santorini. Beyond her training and exercise regimes, she loves hiking and wants to hike all over the world. I can really relate to that. I'd love to start doing that myself. She's already taken her two kids, which are 12 and 14, on the Three Capes hike in Tasmania and the Milford Trek in New Zealand. A few years ago, she bought a surfboard and started surfing with the kids as well. This year, she began horse riding, the hardest thing she's ever tried to learn. It would seem that Tanya has her life pretty well sorted, certainly from a health and fitness perspective, which is probably the most important tenant in our arsenal. Indeed, she says her kids often tell her that they love having a fit mum. 
She also loves art and reading, seafood restaurants, gardening, and little black dresses. So, perfect then. Except things are never straightforward, and progress isn't linear, as you're about to find out. When I first conceived the idea for Midlife Mentors, the idea was that I wanted to convince about a dozen people who've had a dramatic and demonstrable impact on me over the last few years to take part in a series of questions. The questions would be the same for everybody, everybody from Seth Godin to Ken Fife, my mentor of the last 20 years, to people I've met more recently, like Tanya Dalton here. Um, And I would share those answers with the listeners here on this podcast and on the Midlife Tribe website. And so I'm really happy that Tanya agreed to do this. She was a bit reluctant at first. She doesn't see herself as a mentor. Um, but I think this is a um, a thing that a lot of us struggle with, um, I guess, traces of imposter syndrome, but also thinking that maybe we aren't at a level that uh, others may perceive us to be at. Um, but make no mistake, Tanya is uh, inspiring and influencing thousands of people. And I think the answers that she shares here from somebody who is perhaps more uh, relatable to us as average people than, say, Seth Godin, who, you know, in my view is an incredible human being and sort of my Everest when it comes to the people that I wanted to participate in this series. But like I say, her answers are no less valid and uh, no less inspiring. So anyway, let's go through the questions and see what Tanya's views are on midlife. And of course, the first question that I ask everybody is whether or not they consider themselves middle-aged and how they feel about it. And Tanya says, um, I'm about to turn 50, and if I live till 100, then I'm right in the middle. It's just a pure fact. I went on to ask, is there something that you loved to do when you were young that you've since rediscovered and embraced in later years? Tanya says, I loved growing up in the country, but thought that life had gone forever after living in the city since I was 17. However, I now spend as much time in the country as possible, hiking, camping, horse riding, that sort of thing. I thought I had perhaps become destined to always live in the city, but I've realized recently that change is possible. If you want something bad enough, uh, I plan to live at least part-time in the country in the future. I then asked Tanya, do you believe that middle age, say 40 to 65, is different today than it was for your parents? And if so, how? Tanya says, my father died unexpectedly when he was 47. He never had the chance to really explore middle age. My mother was left to grieve and bring up my eight-year-old brother alone during middle age. As hard as it was for her, being an older single parent actually helped to keep my mum active and younger. Prior to my father's death, he was actually planning a new career. He had grown up in a farming family and wanted that lifestyle himself. He'd purchased a property which he planned to expand and eventually leave his job as a civil engineer to farm full-time. So I suppose, thinking about it now, my father was in fact reinventing himself in middle age. Overall, I do believe my parents were older than I am at the same age. However, I have friends who think that they're old at 50 now. I don't think times have changed so much. I think it is an individual's attitude towards ageing that determines how they view middle age. My next question was, what was the most challenging aspect of approaching middle age and what fears or concerns did you have? Tanya says, coming to terms with my own mortality. As I approached the age that my dad died, I experienced many fears, in particular that my life may end before I ever achieved any of my dreams or goals. It was such a confronting time for me. My children were still young and I felt a little trapped and even resentful sometimes that I had made the decision to be a full-time mother and maybe miss opportunities to fulfil my career ambitions. 
My next question is, at the end of each year, I list the habits and practices and beliefs that I'm going to say yes to and no to next year. As a mentor to other midlifers, what would be some of your yeses and your nos? Well, Tanya's yeses are learn mindfulness and meditation, get adequate sleep most nights, exercise most days, create healthy habits, have a social life with people who are good for you, go somewhere you have never been at least once a year, spend more time outdoors in nature, and take more risks. Her no's are people who are not good to you or for you, dwelling on past missed opportunities or mistakes, and comparing yourself or situation to others. My next question is, what's a tactic that you've used to gain more control over your life? Tanya says, starting to learn mindfulness and self-compassion. I spent many years tormenting myself for my past mistakes and even present ones. Learning to be more self-compassionate is helping me to move on and realize that I will continue to make mistakes and even bad decisions, but that's part of life. I'm also learning to let go of people in my life who are not good to me or for me. I'm learning to forgive others as well. I realize that most people's cruelty happens because of their own past bad experience or pain. No one starts out in this world planning to hurt others. One day, I hope these people learn to move on from whatever it is that has happened in their life to cause them to be this way. My next question was, what's a limiting belief that you've abandoned or reframed in the last 12 months? And Tanya says that it was too late for me to live the life of my dreams. Now I'm fit and healthy and passionate and I'm just getting started. I then asked, what's your dominant cause of anxiety or frustration and how do you deal with it? Tanya says, perhaps this is similar to most people and it's lack of time. I wish I had another 48 hours every day. However, I accept that we all have the same 24 hours. I'm working on becoming more disciplined and productive with my time. I'm also trying to be more self-compassionate and be happy that I've had the opportunity to be a full-time mum while I start to create a new career. I then went on to ask, how different are your feelings about midlife today versus when you first considered yourself middle-aged? Tanya says, now that I've surpassed the age that my dad died and my fears of also dying young, I feel free to start living life to the fullest and making the most of every day that I have left. And the clincher question, of course, did you suffer a midlife crisis? How did it show up for you and what helped you to overcome it? Tanya says, I'm sure I suffered a midlife crisis, realizing that half my life was over and I still hadn't achieved any of my career goals was so confronting. I don't think I suffered from depression, but I definitely had times of being miserable, feeling very sorry for myself, and even angry with the world for the things that didn't go my way. I think that it's an ongoing process of learning to accept that my life circumstances have maybe not been ideal, and that I missed many opportunities due to fear and my perfectionist attitude in the past. However, I feel that I'm finally becoming a risk taker and starting to achieve things that I once never thought possible. Completing my first marathon when I was 47 was a big turning point for me. It's something that I'd wanted to do for more than 30 years, but never thought I was capable of. I also ask everybody what book they'd recommend to somebody who's over 40 and wants to reinvent themselves, and why. And Tanya says the book by Brené Brown, Daring Greatly. She reckons that it allows yourself to be vulnerable, which is life-changing. And one of my last questions, many midlifers who write to me say that they feel lost or unfulfilled or kind of tied down by circumstances, often of their own making. So what advice would you offer them? Tanya says, that is exactly how I felt. And it's been such a battle for me to get over this. To some extent, I think it'll be an ongoing process throughout the remainder of my life. However, I've started to change my way of looking at things. I'm perhaps fitter and healthier now 
at almost 50 than I've ever been before in my life. I'm actually looking forward to turning 50, as I believe that in the fitness, health and wellness industry, I will have a lot more credibility being over 50 than if I was younger. I really do believe in the George Eliot quote, it's never too late to be what you might have been. My next question is, what advice would you give to a midlifer who believes that they're stuck on a certain path and should just accept it? Tanya says, there are so many of us whose lives haven't turned out how we initially thought they would. No matter how many years you've been going in the wrong direction, I believe that it is possible to change. It perhaps won't be easy, but it is definitely possible. I have a tendency to be impatient, but I'm learning that patience and persistence are two necessary skills to create change. And my last question, can you think of a way that you've surprised yourself at an age where many people feel set in their ways? Tanya says, maybe it's because I didn't achieve a lot when I was younger, but I feel like I'm just getting started. I completed my first marathon at 47 and first half Ironman triathlon at 48. I want to complete a full Ironman triathlon, climb a big mountain, learn to ride a horse well, motivate other midlifes to lead fit and healthy lives, create a fulfilling career, travel, the list is endless. Midlife is very exciting and I have a lot to look forward to. So I think you'll agree that uh, Tanya's got a pretty good handle on things and she's not afraid to concede past failures or um, insecurities. Um, So like all the podcast episodes, I've summarized here what I think some of the key takeaways are from Tanya's answers to these midlife mentor questions. And the first one is, Maybe you haven't reached any of your past goals, career or otherwise. It really doesn't matter. You can decide tomorrow to either reset them or chart an entirely new course. Also, don't wait for a dramatic event to occur before deciding to take the reins and make some key life choices. And never underestimate the value of being around good people. If you can't change the people around you, then change the people you surround yourself with. It's like that fabulous quote by Joshua Fields Milburn. It's easier to say it than it is to read it, because when you read it, it seems ambiguous, but Jonathan says, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. In other words, you can't change people. You can't make them do something they don't want to do. But you can decide which people you allow into your, um, I guess, sphere of influence, which people you keep close to you. So you can change some people out who aren't uh, encouraging, who aren't supportive, who aren't good for you, and replace them with people who are. Uh, Another point here, go easy on yourself. I mean, everyone has different circumstances. They've got different upbringings and vastly different goals in life. So stay in your lane and follow your chosen path. Also, plenty of people are completely reinventing themselves in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. I mean, hell, my dad started reinventing his life in his 70s. So, you know, you can certainly do it too. And don't be afraid to be 100% unapologetically you. After all, there is only one of you. And finally, do something completely new this year. You'll probably surprise yourself. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I hope you enjoyed Tanya's answers to the midlife mentor questions. Uh, As I said, she is the ninth in the series, and hopefully I'll be able to snaffle a couple more. I've got a few people there that I would dearly love to have take part in this series, but they're um, extremely busy people. They're traveling the world. One of them has just released, um, I think it must be, God, his 15th book. I just bought it the other day. That's Stephen Pressfield. Um, Stephen is an incredible guy. I love his work, and he's a wonderful human being. I would love to have him take part in this, but I know he's been extremely busy with the uh, with finishing the book and now marketing the book. So 
Hopefully he'll get around to it. I'll be able to get Stephen Pressfield on here as well. Another is uh, Chris Gillibo. I've been wanting Chris Gillibo to take part in this since day one. He was one of the people that I had specifically in mind for this. But Chris is also traveling around the world at the moment. He's just finished uh, World Domination Summit as well, which consumes a huge amount of his time. And of course, he's very busy with Side Hustle School. Um, But hopefully I'll get Chris on the show as well. Um, so finally, if you'd like to learn more about Tanya and what she's up to, you can find her at tanyadalton.com. Uh, you can also find her uh, on Instagram. If you just search up Tanya Dalton, you'll find her there. And as I've mentioned before, if you don't have a copy, please go to midlifetribe.com slash 15ideas and get yourself a copy of my free PDF guide on 15 Ideas for Midlife Mastery. And I think that's about it for this week. I can't think of anything else to crap on about. Anyway, if this is your first time here, thanks a lot for listening, for tuning in this time. And if you're one of the crusty old regulars, thanks again for sticking around. I really appreciate having you here. You'll find the blog post for this episode and the full interview with Tanya Dalton over at midlifetribe.com slash 51. So until we chat again next week, here's to mastering your midlife. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.